you are tuning in right here with your host, Brandy J. Voices of Courage 2020. Rise. And I have here with me today an amazing guest by the name of Sean Tobias Embrace. Sean Tobias Embrace is a U.S. Army soldier, so we salute you. But he's also written a book, an amazing book, called Ghosts of the Valley. And he would love to tell us all about it and talk to us about his experience in the Army. So let's go ahead and welcome Sean Tobias Abbott. Welcome. This musical piece that's coming up that I did with an app called GroovePad is dedicated to our U.S. soldiers. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. Thank you. Okay, hey there everybody. I am here with a special guest by the name of Sean Ambrose. He is um one of our United States heroes, our soldiers, and author. Right? Right, Sean? Are you here with us? Yes, he's there. Because you can see him. <laughs> I don't do video very, very often at all whatsoever. So Sean, thank you for joining me again. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, we had problems the first time, but Second time's a charm. That's so, right. uh, so Sean, uh, can I ask you what? So you're in the army, mm-hmm. and what 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 do you do in the army? Um, <clears throat> so I'm a military police officer. Um, but right now I'm just an instructor. So I teach uh, the senior leaders course. It's more of a leadership development institutional course. Um, that's mandatory before you become a senior leader. So um, I'm one of the instructors here for that. Awesome, awesome. 
So when exactly did you enlist? Um, <laughs> Valentine's Day, 2008. Awesome. Okay. Was that uh by, that was just like random? The yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Okay. So since you've um, enlisted in the military, how has it changed your, your life? In every aspect. I mean, um, I, I, I don't even remember how I used to be, you know, 12 years ago. So couldn't even tell you, um, you know, probably everything's completely opposite. I used to be a quiet kid and not that I'm a loud mouth now, but I, I'm not afraid to not be shy. Um, you know, so because I just grew up as a shy kid and stuff like that. And so obviously the experiences that I've gained kind of have carried me to where I'm at now. So, yeah, it's just completely 180 for me. So. Okay. Okay. So your family, they were um, very, very supportive when you made this choice. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's real. So they, I think they all kind of knew I was going to um, join the military in some capacity. They didn't know what, neither did I, but I think they all knew. Yeah. So something as growing up, you kind of they knew, kind of were like into like, like uh, soldier stuff. Yeah, I was watching all the movies, playing soldier in the backyard with my cousins, and yeah, so I, I I grew up in all that stuff. Destined to be a hero. Well, I'm very <laughs> grateful to you. So thank you. Um, taught me a lot. Uh, I learned a different kind of appreciation. I really didn't know. No, I knew, but after I spoke to you, I completely knew what um the military what they stood for and what you know mm -hmm. it just i took it to heart so i get very offended and disrespected i have you guys back thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah so from all your experiences you have became an author of ghost of the valley right mm -hmm. yep okay can you tell us um can you tell us about your book yeah so the book is um it's a, I don't want to say a memoir or a biography. It's just, it's a story that's told through my eyes from both of my deployments to Afghanistan, um, specifically two major battles that I fought in. And it, uh, it kind of is a leadership book built on resilience and showing other people that have been through trauma and doesn't have to be combat, um, you know, that they're not alone and that there's resources out there and people care. And, uh, you know, just us as a human race, just it's it's how we cope and deal with things. And it, and people have different ways of doing it, but, uh, you know, they don't need to do it alone. So hopefully this book will inspire them to reach out to others or maybe even tell their story. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. OK, yeah, I I well, today's the sixth. So my book, I have a book, everyone to be here today. So as they said, between the fourth and the sixth, in my head, I heard it will be here on the fourth. It will be <laughs> so I'm like looking and waiting. I'm like, hey, so it's the sixth. So I'm staring at the door. <laughs> Most definitely. Okay. Well, I think that um, I think a lot of people can gain from that because uh, I don't know what's wrong with everybody, but we'll carry on. <laughs> So uh, through your, all of your experiences, have you, what was um, some of your hardships that, you know, that you dealt with since you've been in the military? Um, most of it was deployment related, coming back from deployment, dealing with, um, you know, guilt trips, dealing with uh, just the, the trauma itself, the nightmares. Um, I think just the, just the aftermath the, that the, it kind of takes on your, on your mind. I mean, 
there's been some artists that have taken, for example, for visual learners, they've taken pictures of a soldier before, during, and after a deployment and how they've changed physically, just you could see it in their face. And, and war just drains you, slows you down, it ages you very quickly. So just dealing with all of those demons coming home, I think was the hardest part both times. But um, there hasn't really been many other challenges. I'm not saying the army was easy, but uh, I had some great leaders that like put me in positions to be successful. Ghosts of the Valley, Sean Tobias Ambrose, a captivating account of the toll combat takes on soldiers mentally and physically, compelling lessons in leadership that SFC Ambrose learned as a young soldier and later demonstrates as a sergeant leading soldiers. So things, some things just came naturally and a lot of it was luck as well. So other things haven't been, I want to say difficult, um, just, you know, I, I work hard for it. So. Okay. So um, I know also, did you like know, cause I know when we spoke, you said about a good 2% um, of soldiers in the military see actual like, like war. Yeah. And they go over and um, do you like, you never know when that who that's going to be, right? You just no. I mean, so yeah, I don't know the exact percentage. I was just kind of making it up, but I do know it's a very drastic number. Um, you know, over the course of twenty years, God has to have been over over a million easily, um, probably close to two, if that. Of people that have served in Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, in two decades, and so of all those people. I, and this is just me again, just guessing it's not a factual statistic. Um, but you know, I've read things out there that showed that only like around 2%, if that have actually seen, you know, real raw combat, not some rocket that flies in a hundred meters away or something like I'm talking about like direct action with the enemy maneuvering on them to kill them kind of a kind of combat. And so, uh, yeah, you, you never know when or who that any of that's going to happen. Um, it's hard to tell on the, the today's modern combat. Uh, it really just depends on where you get stationed and what the situation is around where you're at. Um, but when it comes to future wars, I mean, I mean, Iraq, Afghanistan, we were pretty established. We have little bases all over the place, all over the country, and we kind of operate out of those. But, you know, when you look at future wars, it, you know, I'm not going to name countries' names, but, you know, if we go against another country who's equally as powerful as us, you know, as far as, you know, peer to peer type battle. They have tanks, we have tanks kind of thing. Um, it's going to become very difficult. Um, and a lot of people will die and a lot of people are going to see combat then. So, uh, you know, having combat experience is good because we could spread that knowledge for, you know, to future generations. So, for sure. I know that um, a lot of times I'll hear someone, usually fairly young, they'll say, uh, you know, I'm just going to go to the, the military and then they'll have all these reasons like uh the, the benefits from it mm. would you say that this is something that you would need to really take a look into and research it's not obviously for me it's not something you take lightly because this is like a life-changing selfless yeah. very very uh serious position that you'd be taking 
Well, I mean, at 18, 17 years old, you're not thinking about those things. You know, you don't know what love of country is. You don't know what sacrifice is. I mean, fuck, you still complain about taking the trash out at that age. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know anything. And so it's hard to just want to crack down on these kids for that mentality because we all had that mentality. You know, half yeah. of us joined during the time of war. I mean, I joined in 08 where Iraq was calming down and Afghanistan was starting to come up. And, you know, a lot of guys were joining. They were just straight up blunt about it. Like, I want to go fight, plain and simple. Fuck the benefits. Like, I just, I just want to go fight. And, and, you know, you have to have people like that on your side, but, um, and then, yeah, there's others that, that, you know, since, you know, since I, you know, the 200 plus years of our army's existence, um, people have joined for the benefits. I mean, that, and that's not like, it's a bad thing. I mean, that's what those benefits are. The, the benefits are, um, incentives and they're enticing to get people out of, uh, places and, and scenarios that, Maybe back home, they're not in, in good neighborhoods or, you know, good places with their family and they just want to get away. Then the, the military is a perfect option because we're going to house you. We're going to feed you. We're going to clothe you. We're going to give you training, education, free education. We're going to give you money every two weeks, uh, full benefits, mental, uh, dental, uh, physical. Like, I mean, you, where else can you get that? There's no job out there that provides that. Yeah. Um, I could go to the doctor every single day this week. I go to the ER right now for no reason whatsoever. And I don't have to fucking pay a dime. So when you look at the benefits at all of it compared to like a lot of people have insurance and they can't pay to go to the ER and they'd rather just stay home sick and they can't afford medicine. Like this is one of the the, the best options you can do. Um, yeah. And you don't have to do it for 20 years. Like I said, do it for the three, four, five years, do your initial contract, get that experience, get your education, get a free diploma and go out into the civilian workforce and use that discipline and the attention to detail and all those things that you learn from the military and apply that to the civilian world. So that's why a lot of countries do mandatory military service because it forces all of the civilians to be on the same page, understand what the military goes through, understand what sacrifice and love of country is, and that when they go back into the civilian workforce, um, they apply that same discipline that they learned in the military, which then makes their economy better. So just drives a good working force. Hmm. You can actually learn something from uh, other places, huh? Yeah. We can work together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really can. I don't understand what's going yeah. on here. But, but yeah, um, we just don't do that because we're the country of the free. So <laughs> every choice, is, uh, every human choice pretty much is, is, is up to that individual. And so mandatory military service, unless, unless a draft is called upon, um, you know, should be the individual's choice. I mean, that's that's why we do have the people that serve in the military now because they're willing to go step in front of those bullets so that we can maintain that constitution that says, if I don't want to serve in the military, I don't want to serve in the military. Or if I want to yeah. go do this, I'm going to do that. And so we fight for those rights. So that's, that's, that's what also makes us unique. So Yeah, which is pretty cool because you should want to want to do, you know, I don't think I would want to be that person that didn't want to, and then I wouldn't want to have some, you know, that could work, not work out too well, (laughs) you know, as far as somebody that does it, but to each his own, um, learn something every day. Well, so, uh, I don't want to, let's see, I want to ask you something. Um, do you find it odd or what would you say to people that, um, I don't think it makes sense to fight with people in your own country what well, could you say to a bro to 
I see pain and hurt and confusion. What would you say to some uh, to uh, to a people that you know that just because I feel like you guys are out there and you do what you do to you because you want to and you protect us and our country and then we're over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really, this is what we're doing right now. And yeah. I, all I want to do is speak um, like good. You no, know, we've done enough negative. Like goodness, kindness. You know, no more negative. Just hmm speak you know just good i don't want to speak negative or complain or or anything anymore and i just don't mm-hmm. know what would you say to the person who is tired of of what like the cut like where things are at currently or just to to a people to to you know to inspire for the better um i mean yeah i, I think our country is completely torn into a lot of pieces right now with the presidential elections and the race issues and, and everything else going on. And yeah, for guys like me that have, have gone off and fought in the war and come back home, you know, it's not, it's not something you want to see. You want to see a United States. You want to see people unite and you want to be proud to be an American. And it shouldn't be in this internal struggle because that's exactly what every other country that hates us wants. They, they want us to tear us up. story of courage, commitment, and tragedy, SFC Ambrose shares his love of country and fellow soldiers. The triumphs and tragedies of war unfold with every turn of the page. He shows how teamwork, preparation, and leadership overcome all obstacles. From the inside out so that they could attack at the, at the opportune times when we were weak. And so all we're doing is giving every other country um, a physical uh, and an emotional um, and psychological advantage over us every time stuff like this happens. So um, I, I think it needs to be more people uh, expressing, you know, I don't care who you vote for. You, you love Trump, President Trump, then you love President Trump. I don't really don't give a shit. Like, that's your own personal opinion. I still love you. Who cares? You know, like that, that shouldn't matter because, you know, growing up, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm, I just turned 32 a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, I, I just remember growing up, I don't remember politics or all these other crazy things. I mean, I was a little bit younger. Race was obviously still a thing in L.A. Like Rodney King riots were in the 90s. I was obviously way too young. But um, junior high. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, I was I was a little too young for that. But but, you know, and it, we're always going to have our issues and stuff like that. But yeah. You know, I just I just wish that more people would see individuals like us in the military, because if you look on um, and because we're so attached to our phones nowadays, if you look at like any real veteran social media, um, you know, if you look at the guys who are currently in, you're going to see pictures and stories of brotherhood that, you know, these fun stories. They're out with their friends on the weekends. They're serving with them during the weekdays uh, and, and they're out in the field having fun. They're trying to make the best of each moment that that sucks, you know, when you're in the mud and the rain and and it's hard and they're taking pictures and they're they're trying to enjoy those moments. Um, and, and then you look at the guys who are no longer serving. They got out um, and they post old pictures of when they fought in the early war and they how they talk about how they miss their friends, their battle buddies who are no longer with us or have moved on. And um, it always reverts back to that that military service. So I think that's the one thing that uh, the civilian community can take away from us is just learning how we treat each other in the military. We, we do it. 
I mean, obviously we have our issues as well. We're not fucking perfect, but you know, we, we do, there are more good than bad of us in the military that do a good job at, um, you know, reciting those, reciting those values, living by those values and, and ensuring that we treat each other with respect and, and, and just, you know, really love each other. So I, I think that's, and I've said this before to other veterans is that we, we as veterans need to be at the forefront right now for our country. You know, we went off, we fought during the war and the civilians back home were supportive and we came home. A lot of, some of us came home, some of us didn't, the rest of us were broken physically, mentally. And now all this shit's popping off at home. And now the civilian world's going fucking crazy and losing their mind. And it needs to be the veteran community that steps forward and be like, all right, well, I guess we're going to handle this shit too. You know? And I don't mean like physically, like we're going to move Americans. I mean, like it needs to be us, you know, um, talking verbally. It needs to be something that we preach and show each other and show our brothers and sisters and our neighbors, how we treat each other in the military. We need to do that to the civilian people. But like, no, 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 this is how you treat each other. And like, I think that if we attack that at the forefront, we could hopefully get after something. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. It baffles me because I'm like, I want people to open their eyes and see we have children and we don't want to keep carrying this this hatred over and over and history repeats. And I'm just like, this is what we're going to be setting up for them if we don't stop now. They're watching this and I'd be damned if I, you know what I mean, have anything to do with them, you know, but I can't do it by myself. We need yeah. all of all races, all genders, all of us, all all of us. Doesn't matter what you look like, what you wear, what gender you are. You're American, and you matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, I have hope that we get there, but it's just like, uh, <laughs> with you people, <laughs> every day I'm just like, just want to just just run around, just slap everybody, but for the good, for the good, yeah. not bad slap, slap of love. <laughs> wow um well i appreciate you stopping back by and i yeah. i you know i i felt so bad it was nothing i could do oh it's not but thank you but i knew i said he's he's a good guy he'll be okay with it but yeah. you know that's it. i'm not using them anymore <laughs> <laughs> but um i know you have things you need to do and uh maybe we can talk again another time so if yeah, you wouldn't you mind after yeah, you read yeah. the book yeah for sure oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> the door should any moment now I'm calling um, <laughs> I really am uh, so if you could leave the listeners with with the name of your book again where they could find it um, and any social media links you have or anything you want them to know yeah so um, the, the book is titled Ghost of the Valley uh, you could find it on Amazon, and then for the digital platforms, you could find it on uh, Nook and Kindle. Um, and then hopefully mid December we'll be out with an audio book. Uh, for social media, um, both Instagram and Facebook, it's Ghost of the Valley. And then for my personal, for Facebook, it's Sean Tobias Ambrose. And then for uh, Instagram, it's Chief underscore Pink Mist. So if anyone has any questions or they need someone to talk to, they could find me on one of those platforms, and then you know I'll message them back. Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for all you do. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. You, uh, After talking with you last time and that today, you made me feel safe. <laughs> I didn't feel safe. I felt lost. And, you know, this has been the roughest year. Yeah, it's been a rough year for everybody. And, um, 
you know, it, it, just a lot of crazy things going on in the world with other countries, and there's a lot of uncertainty, uncertainties and unknowns. But you know, ultimately, you know, from I can tell, I, I, I'm not a political guy. I really don't know much about politics. I, I it doesn't interest me. Um, you know, but from a military perspective, I could just because of the training I've witnessed, the people I've met, and the equipment that we have. You know, if anyone, if anyone tries to go toe to toe with America, I mean. It doesn't matter if they're equally as great as us with the same with the same equipment. It's just the American will that, like, it's literally going to be you're going to have to kill all of us. You know, we're going to do everything we can to protect this country, um, no matter what that threat is. Um, Americans just don't we just don't fucking quit. So um, we'll continue to go out every day and protect people. So don't feel like uh, you should feel unsafe for any reason. Um, Although I'm older and I'm I'm not the one doing the fighting as much anymore, there are there are many people. A lot of my younger soldiers, a lot of people are still coming up in the ranks that um, are going to be great future leaders, and uh, you know they're going to provide a lot of wealth of knowledge and experience to our army. So, um, you know, from a military standpoint, the safety stand, standpoint, yeah, always be cognizant of your surroundings, always have a plan every time you go somewhere. I mean, that I always do. I always have a plan everywhere I go. No matter where I'm walking, I'm always looking for the next piece of cover and consume it and something pops off. Um, always be as nice as you can to the next person you meet, no matter if they're American or not. Just always have a plan to kill them. It's just it's the way it is. So, um, But you know, as far as feeling unsafe, I wouldn't feel that. You know, We have a, we have a damn good military. You know, it's all, all the branches are amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned with any of that. Well, thank you so much. Um, I've learned so much from you that I've never learned from anybody in the military before. So I have a different way of thinking, thinking like a soldier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, everybody, this was our amazing hero, soldier, author, Sean Ambrose. I say it correctly, right? Ambrose? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. let's make sure. I don't like screwing up names. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And you're welcome here anytime. You are a family of Voices of Courage and We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.